Shaq here, spinning fast-acting pain relief for 2024 with Icy Hot. Take it from me, sticking to your new workout routines can lead to sore muscles. Icy Hot starts working instantly to dull the pain with the icy cool sensation. Then, the warming sensation relaxes it away. Feel the power of Icy Hot's contrast therapy. Ice works fast. Heat makes it last. Icy Hot. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. This is the other side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. This is a, a real treat for me because, uh, as somebody that has just watched in frustration as both parties in Congress, no matter which party's in the majority, no matter which party's in the minority, no matter whether the president is a Democrat or a Republican, I've seen um, Congress just spend money that it doesn't have frivolously, whether it's for this project or for that war, it seems Congress cannot borrow money fast enough to spend it. And you really wonder about what the long-term implications of this, particularly now that interest rates are going up. Well, for many years, uh, there has been the conscience of Congress, a guy who has been a fiscal watchdog's fiscal watchdog, uh, who I, whose career I have been following for about 21 years when he got into that California recall election. Now it's probably best known for the election where Arnold Trump Schwarzenegger was elected governor. But at the time, it was very well known because there was a shorter list of people that lived in California that weren't running for governor. That was the election that saw Larry Flint run and Gary Coleman and Arianna Huffington and anybody and everybody. But just about everybody said that the person that performed best in those debates was a state legislator at the time, a Republican by the name of Tom McClintock. Since then, he's gone to Congress and uh, he's been in Congress since 2009. And now he's generating quite a bit of uh, acclaim in some quarters, criticism in others for being one of only three House Republicans to vote against the impeachment of the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. My very, very uh, great pleasure to welcome to the program for the first time, Congressman Tom McClintock. Congressman, it's great to talk with you. Thanks for joining me on the radio. Well, thanks so much for having me, Frank. Now, I, I do want to talk with you about this Mayorkas situation, but I think a lot of our listeners around the country are like me, and they first kind of became aware of you in that California recall election back in 2003. I remember that election. I remember – I remember a lot of conservative uh, hosts around the country saying, all right, McClintock is a smart guy. Maybe he's right on the issues. Maybe he did the best in the debate. But a vote for him is really just a vote to give the election to the Democrat, Cruz Bustamante. I'm curious, what kind of blowback did you get by running in that election from Republicans, if any? Well, it was, it was kind of frustrating because all of the polling uh, uh, said that by overwhelmingly uh, people thought I was the best qualified and make the best uh, uh, replacement for Gray Davis, but they didn't think I could win. So we spent the last part of the campaign just running ads saying, you know, it's OK to vote for the guy you want to win and mm -hmm. uh, uh, to no avail. Uh, uh, but I, I did have the, that, that consolation of, of um, 
uh, of, of knowing that uh, uh, the public thought I was best qualified, even if, if they didn't vote for me. <laughs> now, through the prism of hindsight, through two terms of Governor Schwarzenegger, how do you think he did? Did he make a believer out of you? The first year, I think he tried, and um, uh, after he lost uh, several ballot propositions, he, he put on the ballot, which was actually part of my uh, original uh, plan, that a uh, platform that I ran on. Uh, he got his head handed to him, um, and uh, uh, and then went uh, hard left. So we ended up with the biggest tax increase uh, ever imposed by any state in American history, uh, and uh, uh, the most oppressive uh, uh, business regulations. Uh, especially um, on uh, carbon dioxide emissions that have been plaguing the state ever since. Uh, so a lot of the groundwork uh, w- uh, for the failures that we have subsequently seen uh, with California's economy uh, stem from, from, from uh, that administration. So I'm, I'm afraid that my, my concerns at the time were well-placed, uh, even though I, I do think he tried to govern conservatively the first year. If people are listening in the New York area and they're thinking, boy, there's something about that guy that I like, but I didn't realize it. It's because you're actually originally a New Yorker. You were born and raised in uh, White Plains, from what I understand. Actually, actually Bronxville, but uh, spent my early years in White Plains. Very fond memories. How did you end up in California? My family fled uh, because of the deteriorating conditions there. I mean, you see, wherever the left takes control, you see all of the same social and economic and, and political pathologies. You see, you know, uh, sky high taxes, rising crime, of uh, uh, oppressive uh, uh, business regulations. Uh, you see chronic shortages of, of basic necessities like housing, uh, electricity, uh, water gasoline uh, with sky high prices and uh, and ultimately you see uh, uh, fleeing families uh, and and failing businesses and that's essentially what my parents fled uh, in 1965 they came to California for a fresh start my dad had been unemployed for for over a year they found the home of their dreams my dad immediately found a good job in the Los Angeles area uh, and it really was a golden state and then the left began imposing its policies in California and now we see exactly the same thing that's happened here and it's 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 very frustrating now they're trying to take over our country and we can't let them do that because whether you're a New Yorker uh, or a Californian there are other states you can always move to if things get bad enough if if the left destroys our country, where are we going to go? Uh, Talking with Congressman Tom McClintock, Republican representing California's 5th District. I have uh, some family in California. They have some of the same complaints as what you just articulated. I have other family members that have moved out of California for precisely some of the same reasons you just articulated. A lot of folks would say, you know, smart guys, guys with principles like Tom McClintock, we really need him to fix state government. And I know you tried. You tried to run for governor, lieutenant governor, and you served in the state legislature for a while. Why go to Congress? What what made you make the pivot to Congress when clearly the state government in California seems like it's clearly in need of some help? Because we'd lost the battle in California, and that that battleground had had moved to Washington, and and that's a far more important fight. Because as I said, there's no other country that Americans can move to that 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 uh, offers the same liberty that we and and prosperity that we once took for granted and that we're we're now quickly losing. 
One of my favorite radio talk show hosts, he's also a friend, is a great admirer of yours, uh, Doug McIntyre. He was on uh, KBC oh, yeah. in L.A. for many years, WABC in New York. He was syndicated. He'd been all over the place. And he always said from the time that you got to Congress, you were the only member of Congress that he ever got the impression actually understood the budget and maybe even the only one that actually read the budget bills. Uh, maybe you're not the only one, but it does seem like you're in the minority. Why do so few of your colleagues understand the budget and even seem to put in not much effort into actually reading these budget bills? Because bringing a budget under under control, balancing a budget requires pronouncing the word no. And that's a very unpopular word for politicians to utter. It makes people angry. Uh, saying yes to everyone makes you very, very popular. But unfortunately, as Margaret Thatcher said years ago, the problem with socialism, sooner or later, you run out of other people's money. Uh, and uh, and I, I think William F. Buckley put it very well um, uh, many years ago when he said the average federal program grants its beneficiaries uh, approximately $500. It costs the average taxpayer five cents. Question, uh, who oppresses claims on government the loudest, the man who stands to gain $500 or the man who stands to lose five cents? That's that's the other problem in, in, in trying to bring spending under control. It, uh, uh, government confers concentrated benefits on people who uh, have an enormous incentive to lobby for more, and it diffuses the costs across the entire tax base so so that the taxpayers, the people who are paying all these bills, don't have a concomitant uh, interest in lobbying against that spending, and spending goes out of control. And you eventually reach a point like they have in Argentina. I just uh, read that their new president there uh, has has just balanced their budget by making enormous dramatic cuts in federal in in, in Argentine spending. And, and by the way, that's how you know people forget that's how we got out of the enormous debt of World War II. Uh, uh, you know, Harry Truman uh, in fiscal year 1946 cut federal spending from 85 billion down to 30 billion in a single year. Mm. He fired 10 million federal employees. It was called war demobilization. The Keynesians at the time predicted. Uh, of uh, 25% unemployment and another Great Depression. Instead, we had the post-war economic boom. He he abolished the excess profits tax. Uh, he slashed federal income tax rates. Um, uh, and the result was the prosperity that we saw in the 1950s. So it, it is possible to do that, but you have to reach a point where people are willing to listen to the politicians who are saying this is unsustainable. And we're getting to the point now in this country where more and more people are starting to realize that. The the only problem I have with your Buckley impersonation is that you didn't clear <laughs> your throat midway through the quote. Other than that, it seems uh, pretty, pretty on the money. All right. Uh, a lot of conservatives are listening to you right now and they're nodding. They're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like this guy. We like this guy. And now you're going to have to explain to them, some of whom may differ starkly with you on this why you were one of only three Republicans in the House of Representatives not to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas is a major villain. Why were you one of the few not to vote yes on impeachment? 
Well, for, for exactly the same reasons I vigorously oppose the, the sham impeachments of Donald Trump. It, it dumbs down the standard for impeachment. It assures that this is going to become a constant fixture in our national life whenever the White House is, is held by one party and the Congress by the other. I have been fighting Mayorkas for years. I chair the Immigration Subcommittee of the House Judiciary Committee. Most of H.R. 2, the, the strong border protection bill we pressed out of the, uh, uh, out of the House of, uh, about six or seven months ago, now, most of that was taken from the legislation that I put through the House Judiciary Committee. So I've got nothing nice to say about him. He is guilty of maladministration on an absolutely cosmic scale. But that's not grounds for impeachment. And we know this because the founders specifically considered that as grounds and rejected it. Instead, they chose very narrow grounds of high crimes and misdemeanors, meaning actual crimes using the office. They, they simply didn't want policy and political disputes to be turned into impeachments. And if Republicans sign off on this bold new uh, 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 vision of a expansive grounds for impeachment, uh, there won't be anybody left in Washington to defend the conservatives on the Supreme Court or the next Republican president if the uh, House falls into Democratic hands. This episode is brought to you by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Powerful yet smooth. Contained but never tame. Proudly going their own way, but never going alone. This is the spirit inside Buffalo Trace bourbon. Made at Buffalo Trace Distillery, the world's most award-winning distillery. Buffalo Trace is always perfectly untamed. Distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Franklin County, Kentucky. 90 proof. 45% alcohol by volume. Learn more at buffalotracedistillery.com. Please drink responsibly. Introducing Batiste's wet-activated and touch-activated dry shampoo. With breakthrough technology that absorbs oil and releases bursts of fragrance whenever you sweat or touch your hair for up to 24 hours, it's the ultimate hair care for girls on the go. Try the newest dry shampoo that's activated by you. Batiste, the future of hair care is here. Buy Batiste dry shampoo online or in store at your nearest retailer. This episode is brought to you by J. Crew. This spring, J. Crew is telling a linen love story. From perfectly rumpled beach cover-ups and effortlessly sexy suiting to button-up shirts from the world-famous Baird McNutt Mill in Ireland, the new J. Crew collection is made to be shared, lived in, and loved for decades and generations to come. Shop linen like you've never seen it. And more new arrivals for spring 2024 at jcrew.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I certainly agree with you, but a lot of conservatives that disagree believe that it's a lot worse than Mayorkas just doing a bad job on the border, which I think everybody acknowledges. But it's the fact that he they say the proponents of impeachment, they say that he actually lied under oath when he claimed that he maintained operational control of the border in April of 2022, which we know is not the case. Doesn't that merit impeachment if a cabinet secretary is going to lie to Congress under oath? 
uh, uh, material of, of facts uh, that, that he knows are lies, yes, that is impeachable. But that's not the case here. This is a matter of opinion. Have you secured the border? Yes, I believe the, the border is secure. Well, we can differ on that. I, you know, it, it, It's absurd. Uh, but it is an opinion. Material statements of fact are one thing. Uh, uh, opinions uh, are something very different. And uh, and so, no, that's not impeachable. And, you know, they also say, well, he's not enforcing the law. And that's largely true. But not enforcing the law is, is not the same as breaking it. And by the way, that's not just my opinion. That's the opinion of the conservative majority on the Supreme Court in the recent Texas case. Um, you know, enforcement, even if it's entirely inadequate and incompetent, is within the constitutional powers of the president. He and his officials are ultimately accountable to the people for that. And that's the point we've got to constantly bear in mind. Uh, the Congress can't fix this. The Congress writes laws, but it can't cannot enforce them. Uh, and, and trading one left wing uh, official like Mayorkas for, say, Ocasio-Cortez isn't going to change the situation. Trading Joe Biden for Kamala Harris is not going to change the situation. This crisis was set in motion by the American people when they elected the Biden administration. This is exactly what they promised to do. This is exactly what they've done. And this is exactly what they defended for the last three years. And it can only be fixed by replacing it with an administration that is dedicated to securing our borders and defending our people and upholding the rule of law. And that can only be done by the American people at the ballot box. Talking with Republican Congressman Tom McClintock, you've been very generous with your time. Give me a few more minutes because I have some follow up on this. Um, This impeachment has no chance of going anywhere in the U.S. Senate, right? Uh, in fact, I, I think it, we may end up seeing it dismissed with a, uh, a bipartisan majority because, again, these are just not impeachable crimes. Are things going so well in Congress that the House of Representatives has absolutely nothing better to do than pass a one house impeachment that has no prayer of going anywhere in the other house? Well, uh, obviously, we have major problems we're confronting right now uh, or should be confronting, and this does take up bandwidth, and I think that's what the Senate's going to end up concluding. What's been the blowback to your decision from either your Republican colleagues or rank-and-file Republicans around the country? Well, you know, a lot of my my uh, colleagues respect my position, even those that disagree with it. A lot of them agree with it privately, but just don't mm-hmm. want to uh, offend the uh, the so-called Republican base. But uh, uh, my my experience has been it, it splits about evenly among Republicans. Um, but but ultimately, this the, the, these are exactly the same issues. That we confronted in the impeachments of Donald Trump, the the same arguments I made then, uh, I'm making now, and the only difference is uh, when I was making the this, these arguments to oppose the the sham impeachments of Trump, the the conservative base was cheering, and and now the same arguments get get them jeering. But um, when I've explained the situation to most people, they get it, and and I think most of them accept it, and even those that don't accept it at least respect it, and and, and I appreciate that. It looks like uh, so far about 23 of your colleagues, fellow House Republicans, are choosing not to run for reelection this cycle. How come? What's so terrible about being in Congress these days that nobody seems to want to come back? 
Well, obviously, the 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 the, uh, the issues are compounding, and there's a great deal of frustration. That it's very hard to get anything done in in Congress. And but we have to remember that's that's the way the system is designed. When a decision was to be made, the American founders wanted a great big, ugly food fight. They wanted every voice in the country to be heard. They wanted the subject held up to every conceivable light. They wanted it to be very, very hard to make laws. Um, uh, 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 and I think I think uh, a lot of people get frustrated with that process. Uh, uh, it doesn't frustrate me. It's it. Well, yes, it does frustrate me. I'll be honest with you. Yes. But it's the way the system is designed to work, and and I am constantly um, uh, buoyed by knowing that our country's been through far more difficult times than these, and we've gotten through, uh, and we'll get through these times as well. Lastly, as long, sir, let me as long as we stand by our constitution. Uh, let, let me ask you finally about the Biden impeachment. Recently, they arrested the former FBI informant that claimed the Bidens had gotten $5 million each in bribes. And that seemed to be one of the defining rationale of the Biden impeachment. Do you think it's time for your colleagues to pivot and look elsewhere now that this new information has come to light? Or do you think it's appropriate to go forward with a Biden impeachment inquiry? I, I don't know the answer to that question right now. Um, uh, I am very concerned with this double standard of law enforcement we're seeing out of the Department of Justice and particularly by this uh, 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 special prosecutor. The question arises, uh, is this a legitimate case of, of perjury uh, or is this also politically motivated trying to discredit uh, a key witness in the case against Joe Biden. I don't know the answer to that question, but I've seen enough of this double standard to be very suspicious about it. I do believe that this uh, investigation needs to proceed. Bribery is a, an impeachable offense under our Constitution, uh, and there's a lot of circumstantial evidence uh, that the Biden family was running for many years uh, a family influence peddling scheme. The question is, uh, how deeply involved was Joe Biden in it. All of that does need to come out because it, it touches on critical questions involving, um, uh, uh, among other things, the foreign policy decisions being made by this administration. So that is a legitimate inquiry. Um, and with respect to uh, uh, the charges that uh, Weiss has just brought against this witness, I have to tell you, uh, uh, I am somewhat skeptical and I've mm. not looked into it uh, carefully, so I'm not going to make any charges, but I do have suspicions based upon the double standard that we're seeing out of the Department of Justice under this administration. All right. Uh, Congressman Tom McClintock, we'll have to end it there. Uh, thank you for coming on the program. I hope you'll come back. Frank, it's my pleasure. Anytime. Just call. Thank you, Congressman Tom McClintock, Republican, representing California's 5th District. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, you're welcome to do so. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. When Jane cooks with award-winning Goya Garbanzos, she transforms her vegetable soup into a wholesome experience because they're perfectly plump. And so big. My friend Sam is here. Plus, hey, Goya chickpeas are so nutritious. Wow, Henry's here too. I can't believe how much the kids love my vegetable soup. 
Goya garbanzos are so good, everyone will want to eat at your table. Find them in the Goya section of your local grocery store. If it's Goya, it has to be good. If you love to travel, Capital One has a rewards credit card that's perfect for you. With Venture X, earn unlimited double miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges where you just check in and chill out. Open up a world of possibilities with Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details.